0: Rampage Podcast. I'm your host Adam Lowry. Our guest today is Kevin Murray. Um, I was excited to talk to Kevin. Uh, I've been watching his story um, over the last year or so probably since last July and what he's been doing on Twitter and he messaged me about a year ago. I'll let him tell you uh, the story on how we met but his uh story you may have even seen. I posted a few things about him and his daughter Gia, a little three year old who's so beautiful. Um you may have seen a picture of her holding uh a lightsaber type sword, uh based on the video that I shot calling uh called Holding the Sword for Others. But um you know, Kevin Kevin is a, a rare breed, I guess, man. He um He's got a hell of a story for where he came from and and what he's done with himself. You know, he was, he'll tell you himself in the podcast that, you know, he wasn't um, the best in high school, if you will, in grades. They actually put him in some special classes, but right out of high school, this guy starts a business and becomes very successful and runs a very successful business for almost 10 years and happens to open up a second business along the way. Basically, uh, all the naysayers that said what Kevin would do with himself were uh, proved wrong. Now, mind you, he had hiccups like a lot of us do along the way um, with a stint in rehab, etc. Um, not that we all go to rehab, but um, based on what Kevin had been through in his life, um to just go to the rehab the one time and get out, I'm telling you, is is a feat within itself. But Kevin really has never seen, as you'll get to know him as I did through the conversation, this is the first time him and I have ever spoke, um, you know, Kevin is really humble. And he never was really told that, you know, he could do much or, or to pursue much. And against all odds, essentially, you know, Kevin has broken some barriers, man. He's done some real superhero shit, uh, is what I call him. But, um, you know, Kevin is a uh, a unique guy in a sense that he gets an idea and he gets a passion and he follows it. He's not somebody now, anyway. The transformation of, of Kevin's life is what we actually talk about and how he transformed and took a shot. Uh, he actually had a psilocybin experience uh, when he decided to go on a walkabout out to L.A., And experienced some things, had a psilocybin experience that um, pointed him in a direction that he chose to follow. And he actually gives his business away. I'm kind of giving that, um, you know, banger away. But he does. He just gives it away and decides to follow a passion, excuse me, that he discovered while on walkabout. And has pursued this passion of uh, float tanks, um, I learned the correct lingo, the names have changed much, but from sensory dep- deprivation, from isolation tanks, uh, all the way to uh, float tanks now, and some other proper wording, but uh, I love them, I think the idea is uh, wonderful, research has shown so, so, so many benefits of Doing this, of floating, and we talk about this. And he is six days away from opening his uh, first float lab, if you will, and it's called uh, My Float for uh, Michigan. M I. See, I didn't say it, Kevin. You can't mess with me, but he does. He chooses. He has chose to follow that and put everything he had into it. And he's a few days away from uh, opening those doors. But you know, his his story is heartfelt. His story is real. He comes very authentic, and he is very transparent. He reveals some things that happened to him uh, in his childhood that are um, rather sensitive, but he is very brave on the podcast, uh, and it was really inspiring to hear his story on how he just takes chances and says, you know what, I got to go learn something, I got to go do something, and he even fought MMA uh, for about a year. And you can actually look him up at Kevin MMA, his two fights where he kicks a ass. We talk about that, but he only had 28 days of training before he took both of those fights and performed very well. And that's just a part of what speaks to Kevin's personality. And I think we uncover a lot of his personality through talking about his story and his trials and how he keeps pushing and how he is living his cognitive rampage for his family and for his daughter And, you know, Kevin Murray is a real inspiration and perhaps one of the many unsung heroes around this country. But it was a pleasure speaking to Kevin for the first time. But um, now I hope you enjoy. This is Kevin Murray. Adam, what's up, buddy? Oh, there he is, man. What's up, Adam? <laughs> yeah, what's
1: up, man? Adam motherfucking Lowry.
0: Oh man. Sometimes usually that used to start out back in the day when that bad boy movie came out. I'm telling you, all I ever got was Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. buddy. Do you have so some what's, old name you used to go by?
1: Oh man. I tell you, when I was in high school, I used to have uh this uh beautiful beard I got now it's five o'clock. Uh I've been trying to grow it since about the seventh grade. Uh so in ninth, tenth, eleventh grade they call me Scurfy, Skurfy Murphy.
0: Ah, all right. Now I was looking back at the uh the fight videos and what oh, was yeah. your what was the intro name?
1: Oh Kevin Magic, Michael
0: Murray. Ah, Kevin Magic.
1: <laughs> <Murray>.
0: <laughs> Where'd that come from? Do I even need to ask?
1: Oh man, I don't know. I like that show. It was a g it was actually a good movie, man. I didn't mind it.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. So, you know, what I like when I do the virtual shows is why I'm waiting on you know the guests to come in is I get to do like a long intro, right? mm mm-hmm. Before I get to talk about anybody, it's kind of nice that you know I I look uh you know look on the social media, look what I can find about them, and read a little bit of this. Hey, that's a nice palm. There we go. That's nice viewer. Yeah, there you go. That's nice, man.
1: Okay. And, okay.
0: Good. I get to do a long intro about you and you know, what I, what I know is what you've shared with me, but for, you know, from the beginning, you know, what was your life like coming up? Cause I told the, the people on in the intro already and it'll edit in some, but, um, get to the fun part. You know what I mean? The part I really, I really want to chat with you about, but one of the things that my wife finds annoying that I do is when I tell stories, I'll hold off like the climax all the way to the end that sometimes I even forget to tell the whole point of the story. Right,
1: right. Well, man, I, I it was funny because I sometimes I watch these, uh, listen to these podcasts and stuff, and I wonder where, uh, you know, how they have so much to talk about and like how fluent they are and all the cool shit and all the cool stories and, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I, and then for some reason that I was drawn to the podcast immediately, a Joe Rogan podcast, literally, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, I, I think saved my life uh for sure it did I mean I went from uh I, people ask me I run into some of my old buddies and they're like what's up man I'm like well I'm just not being a douchebag anymore and I mean it, it, it's the truth and it, it, it hurts but uh so I tell you what when I started listening to that podcast some things started making sense to me you know <clears throat> and uh one of the biggest ones was uh you know when I was when I was in high school we'll start high school man you know growing up I, I grew up at, up here in Michigan and uh in poverty and uh you know I had, my grandparents had eight kids and uh my mom was the youngest you know she got cancer when she was 19 wasn't able to you know be around that often and you know uh my dad bolted so you know here I am you know young kid and and uh you know it was tough because uh you want to know what I did was uh, Without having my dad there, I was constantly looking for uh, male attention, okay, and and, in doing so, uh, you know, I put myself in some situations that, you know, some, you know, unfortunate situations happened and, you know, it it ended up shaping and molding how I lived, you know, most of my life.
0: What would you say was probably the most influential of those times,
1: yeah, I mean, I tell you, you know, the the way that I was treated, I was, you know, sexually assaulted by these people is what, you know, is what happened. And, uh and, and what w- the thing was, is uh, I, I'll never forget, man, I was probably like five, six years old. And my mom used to uh come tuck me in and, uh, you know, and she was working a couple of jobs. And, and I remember she go, uh, this one, one day in particular, she goes, how was your day? And I, and I knew, like, if I told her what happened that it would probably really hurt her bad so i so i never did tell her
0: man i thanks for sharing that here man that's um that's uh that's brave of you man to put that out there's a lot of people i know that may hear that and um really feel uh, an automatic connection with you
1: yeah i mean i i can i I certainly know that the disconnect of, uh, really when she looked me in the eye and I'll never forget it, man. She put this green blanket over me. She said, how was your day? And I just couldn't, I couldn't tell her, man. I I wanted to protect her even then, but then, so kind of fast forward a little bit. This, this went on several family, you know, family, friends, several occasions and some, uh, maybe, you know, it's just fucked up how that, that stuff is up here. It's, I think, and I really do think it's geographical. I mean,
0: it's, what's your theory on that?
1: Well, so I was at a wedding and and after uh, listening to the podcast and stuff for a while, I was at a, uh, I I started getting real interviewee when I fucking talked to people, man. I'll be like, so, and and I'll try to string shit together and try to keep a conversation going. But I was at a wedding talking to the state police officer and, uh, you know, we started talking. I, I I ran into him in school here and there. And, uh, he, you know, I said, so, you know, what, what's going on up there? What's, you know, what's the drugs and this? He says, man, it's mostly uh, domestic violence and, and pedophilia, you know, northern northern Michigan. I don't know what the fuck it is. But I, I really do think that it might have something to do with uh, poverty and drugs. And, you know, I don't know.
0: Fuck. I mean, a lot of people don't really understand, you know, northern Michigan and what, <clears throat> excuse me, and the you know, poverty that it's really in, man. Can you kind of maybe describe some of that? Yeah.
2: All
1: right. Well, you know, I was born in 81, so I missed a lot of the stuff. But from what I understand, you know, uh, this is where America was kind of, you know, like, uh, after this is where America was being built, right. By Ford and, uh, Flint. So there's a, there's a city in Flint. Everyone might've heard about some of the stuff going on with the water, um, up in Flint. But anyway, this was a boom in town and, uh, you know, it shut down and it left all those people stranded and then people started moving north. And I think, uh, I think up here, see, once you get past where I am, there's not another city, uh, until Traverse city, which is about two and a half hours away. There really isn't shit between here and there, except for trailer parks and farms. Mm. And, uh, you know, so in our conferences and school, we play these, uh, different teams for football, basketball, baseball and stuff, you know, you get up there and they got, you know, they graduated thirty-five kids in their senior class. <laughs> man,
0: he's you a know, freshman. the high school I come from, we had, I think, a thousand in just my senior class alone.
1: Yeah, my freshman year, we started with like one hundred and forty, and we ended with eighty-two.
0: Oh man! So, right. I mean, a lot of small town, and uh, you know, we know the the poverty got hit hard when the uh, automotive industry got hit. I actually heard a story when I was traveling uh, back from L.A. We got laid over in Detroit. And there was a really nice young lady that uh, worked in the airport there. And when I say young, she really was. She was probably 20, 21. And, you know, we were laid over for a couple hours. And I said, you know, so how's it been working here? And like you, I'm kind of in a constant interview state. Mm -hmm. I think that really stems from when the light switch catches on and we're, like, chasing competence and we, you know, we can soak up people's experience. You know, we're, like, we're looking for information and tells in every second, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: so, you know, I'm like, you know what, let me talk to this person. And that's just how it wound up. And she was so kind. She said, you know, I have one job where I'm supporting myself uh, and her kid. And she, all, she got a job working for the airport uh, for this airline because her dad then could fly free all around the country or all around the world. And he, he's always wanted to do that. And he was old. So that's why she got the job. But she proceeded to tell me about Detroit and how you couldn't even drive downtown that if you wanted to get fuel downtown, if you pull over, everything's kind of set up, you know, that you're essentially going to get robbed at a light, uh, at any right turn that it's, you know, Mad Max ish down there is I, I, what she, uh, I remember her telling me it was like,
1: yeah, yeah. They got skid row, uh, or, or not skid row, what they call it. Um, you, you know, I, I'm pretty far removed from Detroit, man. Uh, it's kind of funny cause, uh, I grew up on seven mile.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, man.
1: Yeah. So when I, when I was, a uh, I went out to Vegas and waited tables back in like uh oh, 05 and 06 just in the winter time between my uh my seasonal job and I worked with these the Mexican kids in the kitchen. And they're like, "Uh, where are you from? Michigan?" "Oh yeah, you know M&M?" So, "Yeah, man, he live right behind me. I live by a 7 mile." I show him my ID. "Oh, no shit. Oh, all off <laughs> but uh you know back to your question i am pretty far removed uh from detroit man to for us to go down there to the to the games you know we just take uh ninety four we get off and we get you don't fuck around down there there's there's no reason to you know and then knowing you know knowing what i know uh you see a car stopped at a stop you know if you see a car in front of you and if you if you happen to take a wrong turn and the, and the lights turn in uh yellow and they don't go through it and it's not a, a familiar car from northern Michigan, I would say, you know, put it a nice way, uh, mm-hmm. you just you just keep going. You, you run the red light, oh, you know, you look you look both ways. And go. Yeah, I, was,
0: I was mainly referencing it because, you know, that financial devastation spread all throughout the, you know, even the local states and nearby cities, and that had to reach <laughs> up to you yeah, all.
1: Yeah, so I'm lucky. <laughs> I, I, we're super lucky in this part of the – uh, part of the state, man. We're right in the middle of the main if you ever meet any from Michigan they go hey, this is where I live right here. You know, they can tell you where they live on their hand. But uh we're 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 right in the middle, okay? So we're um uh we have Dow Chemical here, which is a, a large chemical plant. They make Ziploc and uh you know, all kinds of stuff, but uh, you know, so when you get up here the poverty is different, man. It's uh it really is. It, you, you have these things where you drive down these stretches of road, pay, pay, uh, uh, gravel mostly, and then you have trailer houses and trailer house and trailer house, and they're, they're separated, but they all have one thing in common, two things in common. They have more vehicles that don't run than that do run, and they all have uh, 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 giant piles of uh, lumber to burn because inside those trailer houses, they, they burn uh, uh, fireplaces yeah so you always uh you always you, you can you can smell them
0: that's gotta be a dangerous shit
1: oh yeah it, it's funny because you, you there are certain laws uh, you know insurance laws up here you, you know that it don't get covered so and it happens a lot man uh you your your trailer burns down you, you're not those people that uh were unfortunate enough to have to, to be in that situation they're not getting any money you're not getting any money for that you know, insurance money.
0: Yeah. We, we got way off left field, man. You were, you were taking me just coming out of high school, man, and going into what you were doing.
1: Oh, what was I saying? So, yeah, I mean, I got out of high school and what I was, so what I, what I wanted to, Oh yeah. That was the thing. When I started listening to the podcast, uh, you know, I was raised up, uh, you know, that we're all created equal, you know what I mean? And, 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 and and I always believed that I, 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 I knew there was something missing out of it, but I believed it. And and you want to know why is because when I was in high school, uh, I wasn't like the other, I wasn't like the other kids, man. I couldn't, when I read something, I didn't remember it. Uh, when when they would give me an equation, I couldn't figure it out. And then they would put me in these bullshit classrooms, you know, with six other you know, handicapped kids, man. And it was, a li- it was a little screwy, but, that was, uh, that was one of the big things coming out of, like, I thought that I had to roll up my sleeves and, and start doing construction because I wasn't going to make it any other way. That's, I wasn't that.
0: Nobody supported or pushed you to do anything else. The way they treated you was just kind of like getting in line.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and, and I watched my mom, man, she worked two jobs and I was a shithead, man. Uh, you know, my mom was working two jobs, cleaning houses and working at Taco Bell. So my house was the house because my mom would work, uh, you know, uh, Taco Bell open late, eat great, whatever it is. Uh, so she would go to work at 6 o'clock at night and not get home till 2 in the morning. So, But uh, when I got out, I was trying to find something I could do, and, and I picked up this uh, a little job doing swimming pools. And um, I did that for a couple years, and, and then uh, I made it a career. You know, and uh, what I was doing uh, is I was just trying to find a little bit easier way every every year. I would kind of get get the hang of it. It took me about 10 years, and the, the, the last uh, seven, six, seven years, I was able to make, uh, you know, 50, 60, maybe even more. I never kept track. That was part of part of my problem, man. I never never kept track of any of that shit. I would work all summer, bang a bunch of pools out, and then hit the, uh, hit the West Coast. I would go to Las Vegas or Arizona or or whatever. Do what? Oh well, I'll tell you. So uh, when I would get out there, uh, I went to Arizona. Uh, my mom had to wire money back for me to get home. Uh, when I went to Las Vegas, she had to fly out and drive me home. Oh. You, yeah
0: what were you doing man
1: oh man i was getting it i was uh i was out there trying to find uh i went to arizona to find my dad uh after all those years you know he kind of went in and out uh this was in 2002 i oh, went out there to try
0: to find him you were out there on a quest then
1: yeah I walked down the aisle graduated somehow from the from my little uh handicap class walked down the aisle hopped in my jeep and uh jeep cherokee uh, uh Wrangler, and, and I drove, and uh, I found him. And it was less than uh, less than I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Uh, he was he was not there for a reason.
0: Mm.
1: Well you well.
0: Know, yeah, sometimes we build up uh, an expectation or hope, but I mean, now you know, though, right? I mean, you you had to go know, right?
1: Well, that was two thousand two. The, the well, I think we'll get back to it where he comes back. But uh, so, yeah, here I am uh, banging on swimming pools. This is it. This is my life.
0: I'm going to I'll interrupt you for, <clears throat> you know, you blow over it like here we are. But <clears throat> dang, excuse me. I got a oh, dog. it. I, all the listeners see I preface, man, that I've been smacking my tongue a lot when I'm talking. Let's, let's it again. But, um, so a lot of unsung heroes are in America that run small businesses. And a lot of people don't understand really what goes into running a, a small business. And, you know, I used to have a small detail business. A lot of people, if they're Googling me and et cetera, they'll see that uh, I, I had a detail company for a long, long time. And it was always a source of income for everything else that I was doing. And uh, it allowed me to kind of stay free, right? Little detail cool. shops here and there, you know, uh, some cash could disappear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. So, But to run a small business, and that was just a small detail business. This is nothing compared to some of the, you know, meticulous businesses and small businesses that people run, whether it's five employees or 500 employees, you know, they're all across America and people don't really understand until you try to run your own business, what really goes into it. And so you may, you may quickly skip over how you came out of a really piss poor given education provided for you. Nobody really looked out or or helped you creatively and no one pointed you in any direction but yet even from those classes you step out of that and you run a successful business a successful small business for 10 years
1: yeah yeah uh it it didn't take long to realize that um you know my whole goal was to uh not have to work for somebody and and then I found out that I got you know when you're when you run a small business that you have uh, several bosses and they it's a it's a new boss every day because really if you want to be successful you 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 know you better treat your your customer like they're they're your boss and that's what I found out later on basically the last three years I I learned that I wasn't working for myself anymore this was I was providing and 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 then kind of going back to the po- poverty part of it where you wouldn't believe how many fucking pools I put up in houses that. The front door is falling off the frame or they have a broken down car or their roof needs fixed or, uh, you know, whatever the case might be. Uh, and here they are getting a swimming pool. It's how, disgusting. How are,
0: they, how are they paying for that?
1: Okay. So here's part of the problem when you're doing a, a job like this. So uh, buyer's remorse is, is is a real thing. Uh, and, and swimming pools are our work. It's like, having, it's like having a pet. And you have to pay attention to it. So you can tell I, I learned this. This is what I used to do. This is Well, not what I used to do. Every time someone calls me to get a swimming pool, the very first thing I say after we get through the spiel, and, and they say, well, when, when can you put it up? I go, Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Are you going to be home? Yeah. Oh, really? Why are you going to be home on a Tuesday afternoon? Are you uh, – Unemployed, and, you know, you're a single mother. What you know, and, and and I, I wouldn't say that, but I would segue into that. I would tell everybody Tuesday afternoon, and and I, and I would soon realize whether or not uh, what they were doing. A lot of, a lot of the times, what it was is. Uh, uh people laid off, <laughs> you know, people laid off and this is they they're, they're going to be home with their kids this summer and when the gas prices, some of the gas prices shot up, my business took off big time. So gas was what 4 dollars a gallon at one point, remember that? What was that? Uh and every
0: it still is, it still is here. What's gas up there?
1: The other day it was 47 cents. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, you didn't you didn't see that in the paper or in, uh, on the news.
0: In your town, it was 47 cents a gallon. Uh,
1: 45 minutes north of here, it was uh, 47 cents a gallon for the day.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't didn't look into it. It sounded kind of crazy to me. But, uh, yeah, gas prices went up, swimming pools doubled. Every single uh, pool I went to put up had a fifth wheel, RV, jet skis. Four wheelers for sale because instead of taking that two week vacation like we do in Michigan, you get this uh, window, uh, you you get like, say, uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day or Fourth of July to Labor Day. Uh, You get that um, as a camping period. And instead of doing that for two weeks, everybody does it. Everybody goes on vacation.
0: So what uh, around the whole state of Michigan at a certain time, these two weeks, the whole state gets off. No, no,
1: it's, it's, they, you would think so because all the, all the campgrounds fill up, but you know, that's what, that's what you do when you have, you know, uh, nine months of shit weather.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. God, why would anyone stay there, man?
1: Oh no, when you do, if you do come up to, uh, like North Michigan, there's a place up on the West side of Michigan that's, uh, so I've been to every state West of Mississippi Except for Alaska and Hawaii, uh, and this is uh, undoubtedly one of the most beautiful places.
0: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. After I said, I'm like, he's gonna say it. I'm an outdoors guy too, so you know, I, I know why. I know why he'd say it. Hell, it's my brother lives in Kodiak, Alaska. You know, okay, I, I yeah. just moved from Marco Island, so yeah, I'm I'm a nature guy myself. <sighs> yeah, you know, but I'm a Florida boy first, and so when I meant by up there was four feet of snow, why the hell would anyone live up there? That's what <sighs>
1: It was a grind. It's funny. I always tweet the, those pictures of the uh, of my little gauge, you know, minus five, minus six, you know, water frozen to the side of the car.
0: Oh, my God, man.
1: <laughs> Crazy, man. Crazy. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's why I was trying to get out of here for the, for the winters when I could. Oh yeah, so then uh, uh, putting these pools up, and what happens? is people get these pools, and they fucking think they're gonna swim in it, and and, and all this, and, and just leave it there because it's water. Well, it doesn't work that way. You constantly have to test uh, test the water. Um, it's, you know it's,
0: it's like having a fucking it's like having a fucking kid. You so maybe not a kid. It's like having a dog or something. Yeah. An aquarium, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And they, uh, and they can get bad. And if you, you would, uh, it would be funny. You, you can, uh, I'll drive by all these pools I've been putting up for, for a while. A lot of them got grass, grass growing through the middle of it or trees. And that's, you know what I'm saying? And so like, instead of these people, they, there's, there must be this thing that they get into a rut up here because you, you'll see these cars parked outside these like uh, homes and uh, the swimming pools. Why not take it down? Why not sell it? What 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 happened? What went on here? And I, I, I can relate to it a little bit, man.
0: Yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah,
1: there, there's this thing uh, I know for myself personally is that, you know, uh, the winter can be tough, you know, if you're not doing – if you're not being proactive, if you're not staying active in your life, people helping people or whatever it might be, uh, you get caught in a rut, man. You can get caught in a rut. And and, and I've done it. I mean, I had – a. Uh, car sent my in my driveway that needed a twenty five dollar belt for a year because I didn't go buy a twenty five dollar belt
0: so it just so the weather around just makes you stay inside is that it
1: the weather whoever you choose so whoever you choose to hang around while you're staying inside for nine months. You know, that has a big fucking part to do with it.
0: How prevalent is uh, drug use or, you know, um, a, I don't want to say drug use. I mean, but, you know, how abuse. I don't, I don't it is.
1: Well, we have, uh, um, again, our, our little town is uh, kind of shielded a little bit, you know. Uh, but we have two rehab centers uh, within, you know, within 10, mile, 10 15 miles. Um it, one one uh you know, homeless shelter, men and women. Uh but uh
0: did you ever get caught up in it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I hit the dope for a little bit. You yeah. know.
0: Didn't did it continue so. as much as to where it just took your life over or just something you kinda got through uh on your own after a little while?
1: No, I know, man. I went to uh I went through it. I went up to the to the rehab and uh I had to go I went to I didn't have to, I went to NA for a while uh I learned some i learned some things there about uh about life and you know but you know about people telling their story and you know uh it, it was it was definitely a, a chapter for sure for sure
0: well you know i want to focus more on the the good things cuz uh, look we i talked uh, addiction to death last year and when we get a lot of the trials you know and we have our specific stories but you know there's a um overcoming to your story that i like and you know we could pick up from when you sent me the first text with you and your daughter man that that was like one of the first pictures that i, I retweeted or, or put out and uh, i mean it, i got verklempt you know i got all like teary-eyed you know and you know take me there man walk 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 me through this journey that you've been on man
1: yeah well uh, it was just starting to make sense at the time i'd been listening to the podcast the joe rogan podcast for uh Uh, a little bit of time in it and it was funny i listened to it and i wasn't getting it i was listening because you know maybe it sounded good and something to do and i didn't get it and i didn't get it and i didn't get it and i'm like yeah you know and i kept listening and i was listening to some of the commercials and uh and and i started hearing about like printing stamps at home and this i I never i didn't even have a camera phone until a year ago bro because i didn't give a shit you know, I didn't never. Uh, the reason I got a camera, fo- uh, 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 you know, a smartphone is to get on Twitter because I heard about uh, Rogan talking about that shit.
0: <laughs> now, you, but you fought a year ago, though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, are you still fighting or what?
1: No, no. That was, uh, that was just uh, something, something I wanted to do. So I did Some it twice.
0: You were a bad motherfucker, man. If anybody listening, just what are they, there's Kevin Murray, MMA, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. uh, so I st- it started making sense to me, man. Things were starting to gel together when I when I heard you. And I, you know, I know what, man, the reason I felt so compelled to, to call you is I heard it in your voice. I heard when, when, when you got on there and, and you started you were uh, in between those two guys. In the way that your your voice was cracking, the the way that how excited you were, and you really had something genuinely special to say, and you knew you had something genuine to say. That uh, uh, man, yeah, I was like,
0: I don't know if I did, man. I I'm that's good. You picked up on the voice cracking, brother. I was too. I was nervous. Too.
1: Yeah, it it was inspiring, is what it was. Because, uh, it, you know, I, that was it. That that was that was when I started to get it. That's when I started to get that maybe. Uh, you can do, you can do things, you can do what, uh, you know, y- you can do and say what it is that you really are feeling without having to be, uh, uh, worried about the outcome.
0: Mm. Oh man, dude, you are too kind, man. If, um, you know, li- listen to me is hard enough dude. so for those that actually listen to this podcast, I thank you. I don't, I don't know how you do it. My wife manages to do it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, but that was you, man, in that moment that took it. So it it pushed you, and you know, you you, you know, took a perception. And what what did you do, man? Did, did you sell the pool business? Did you liquidate and go? What what was the what was the first step you started doing?
1: Okay, so the the, the daughter. I sent you the picture of the daughter. That was uh, when I had her, man. This was uh, it was uh, it was awesome. Man. And at the same time, uh, when I'm having her, I go, oh, you know what? Here goes my winners. <laughs> here goes my winners to Vegas. Here goes my winners, but not those were that great. It was pretty selfish, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, I had, uh, uh, I had Gia is her name. Gia, Gia Kendall Murray. She'll tell you if you ask her.
0: Oh, she's so beautiful, man. You said, I got three or four pictures from her that you posted up that I retweeted or reposted, man. She, one was like a, she was holding a whole board of something you had put together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yup. So let's uh, uh keep uh, keep on track with uh, that. It was starting to make sense, and for for the first time in, in my entire life, man, I, I I honestly, and my mom was always real good about this. You know, you can you can do whatever you want. I never felt that way, and, and when I heard you on there, I said, you know what? Fuck it. This is uh, I'm gonna do whatever it is I want to do, and and I believed it for the first time, and uh so I kind of transitioned a little bit, and, and I started paying attention and I started learning uh when 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 people were talking about stuff uh immediately after I was done talking to them, I would google what what they were saying if it was true like what else are what 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 aren't they telling me or like who is this person like all kinds of shit and I started paying attention and and I feel like uh so uh I, I, right, right before I, the day before I, uh, uh instant message, yeah, I, I took, a, um, a large dose of, uh, psilocybin mushrooms. The, the day before and, uh, up to that point, and up to that point, I, you know, I had it, uh, uh,
0: yeah. Up the journey, brother. Tell me about the journey. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, up to that point, I, uh, i thought i was i thought i was on the right track <laughs> yeah um but it, but it showed me exactly what i could do and that so that board that Gio was holding up and uh the guys that work for me ha- have a picture of this shit because i was writing all this shit down And hey, none of it made sense none of it spelled right uh and we still have it i, I was looking for it to bring to to put behind me but um I started I started to pay attention and I and I don't know what it was about them. I, and I do know now. But at that point, I started paying attention. I, I think I got smarter.
0: <laughs> well, you, you know, man, what I write in the book, dude, it's almost like you read my book already. It's pretty cool, man. But you did it so authentically on your own on how I don't know. I want you to tell me really, because I, I can only describe what I wrote about it. But when you're telling me about like, you know, you believed it for the first time. Can you elaborate on that for me, like what what that means to you, like you believed it for the first time?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I was kind of a pussy. Uh, I was running this business and I was like, I wasn't making the tough decisions, okay? Like I had had a secretary that was uh, less than mediocre uh, and, and, and it was costing money and I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings and I was trying to run a business at the same time. Those two things don't coincide.
0: So you decided? Had you had already fought by now since this before or after this experience?
1: Uh, before.
0: Okay, so you decide to just fight because it's something you want to check off your list, brother. That's living in a cognitive rampage already. Then you go yeah. to check that off, and mind you, you're a bad motherfucker. You whoop both of those dudes' asses pretty handedly, man.
1: Yeah, Not yeah, a, that was cool.
0: And you, you're, you were shredded too, man. You were in shape for that shit. Mm-hmm. And mm, yeah. So even after you go do that, the psilocybin still tells you that you were a pussy.
1: Pussy. Well,
0: I got to be gender uh, unbiased, so I can't say. Yeah. It, it still tells you that you were weak.
1: Yeah, uh, real weak. And it was, uh, it, it 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 was it was a uh, a lot of decisions that I had stored up. They were banked up, and I knew that I, if I didn't make these decisions, that I was going to drain drain me. It was going to drain my bank account. It was going to drain. Uh, my relationships, and, and ultimately, what was going to happen down the road. But I didn't know exactly what it was, so I just started kind of dabbling in these different ideas, like uh, something, something. I didn't look. I I always work. Uh, I like to, I like to work. I'm not fucking very good at it. That's the other funny thing, man. You're not gonna believe. So because I had the swimming pool company, I started a debt company. I swear to God, I would not build a deck for my fucking br- my my mother. I wouldn't even try. I don't know how.
0: <laughs> but you started. You started a deck company anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that
0: yeah. took off. So that took off. So you had a successful pool business, a successful deck business, and you decide to go fight for the just to do something. You go two and zero fighting in martial arts, and then you take psilocybin, and it still tells you you're a wuss, and you're not making the right choices. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh what you know what that is that is some humble thinking
1: yeah well it, well, it was clear it was it was crystal clear and um man and that same night that same night before i called you i, I watched that video uh I'll be the hero of your own movie
0: yeah by joe
1: uh, yeah and i was tripping while i watched it too oh, so
0: oh, shit
1: i took it to heart <laughs> For real,
0: I was gonna say, man, go on.
1: Go yeah. On. So, uh, I uh, I had a, I had some work vehicles. I had a van. I had this work van. I uh, I uh, I met this kid down at the at the bar. He was uh working there, and uh, I see he walked to work a lot, shit like that. So one day, me and my girlfriend hopped in the car and we drove it over there and I handed him the keys, handed him the title, took my plate off it. Uh, this was part of my transition. I, I took the plate off and I said, "You need to get insurance on this." Here you go, bud. And and we walked away. And uh,
0: gave away your work vehicle. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, re- I didn't want to have any. Uh, I don't want to have no net. Okay. Uh, I, I was I was slowly getting rid of it. You, you know like I. It's not that it's funny, but either either I was gonna die <laughs> and give my shit away slowly like people do, or or I was gonna I was gonna live, man. Um, so yeah, that's where it started. Uh, uh I, I watched that video and I said what 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 would I do? What what would make me happy? And I listened to uh this thing called uh, uh don't um avoid the, the the butterflies. Uh you ever hear that? Uh Ari Shafir and Duncan Trestle talking about don't th- that thing in your stomach.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Don't
1: yeah. don't avoid it. Uh that's how I felt for the last eight months. <laughs> Every every day, uh, so I, I gave that away. I, I tied up all my loose ends. Okay, uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave um, people hanging. I, I did it quickly, so people's feelings got hurt. Um, you know, some people th- might might think I stepped in too quickly, or, or maybe I didn't didn't do exactly what they wanted me to do because, like, pool store owners, or uh, you know, the secretary obviously didn't like the outcome. Um, uh, you know, some of the guys that were working for me, uh, yeah, this kid, uh, two years ago, his name's, uh, uh Tremaine, he, uh, he, he moved out of that, ba- them bad parts down there, Flint, Saginaw, and, and he's got, he's got little girls and he, he moved them down downstate, but he would, he would work three days on at his other job and they come up work four days on three days on four days off. And he's the only person I ever met. Uh, all 17 years I've been doing swimming pools that uh, uh, knew and cared about swimming pools like I did. So, uh, uh, I, he he can have it. What? Yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, you get, you gave away your company?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of am right now, too. Uh, I told him, we talked about it last weekend. He's, uh, because uh, in this... So, right now, like, I quit. Yeah, that's no longer a part of, a part of my life at all.
0: You're, what? You are a fucking superhero, man. You go, so all, how long did this stretch? Was it a week, two weeks? You give away your work vehicle so you don't want a safety net. You find someone that cares about what you build and you hand that over to him free of charge? <sighs>
1: yeah uh we're we're working we talked about like last weekend and we're we'll make it official but uh I'll help him out with some of the some of the things he's really uh he he's done swimming pools as long as I have, but he's always worked for somebody, so uh there's that learning curve I would hate for him to have to uh fall into some of the some of the things I did but it was from that day that I text messaged you until um until uh, I signed the lease at this place that I'm sitting in right now. It, it took a while. This happened, you know, these are crunched up time, but... Uh,
0: oh, nice. What was the stretch, you think?
1: Uh, August. Oh, well, so, uh, after I did uh, uh, my trip, uh, my girlfriend was interested, and uh, I met my girlfriend at the, the pool. She worked at the pool store. She's a water chemist.
0: Uh, yeah, I bet... This is like fate, so she's a water chemist, and I'll let you go ahead. Keep telling the business you do, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we'd been dating for about a year at this point, almost a year exactly, Uh, and she's seen what I went through after the first one, and she's seen the change in this this, uh, craziness, man. It was fucking mayhem. I'm not kidding. Sticky notes all over the house, dry erase boards, writing down the shit that I wouldn't take. uh, uh You know, what don't want to repeat, and uh, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, I was doing this and
0: uh, I was hey, failing. If you, if you would, man, turn your chair a little bit, man, because the light behind you, if anybody's yeah. watching it, it's blinding them.
1: Okay, right there, we go. Um, is
0: it, uh, a little bit, it's actually right behind your head.
1: Okay, right. sorry, guys.
0: Yeah, every time you move your head, it comes behind you like the sun. Shit.
1: Okay, uh. Yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're good there, but if you, move, <laughs> if you move your head, we're all blinded.
1: Okay, I won't, I won't blind
0: you. <laughs> but go ahead, man. You were saying. Yeah.
1: So she was interested in it. Uh, she seen what I was doing, but here's the problem: when I, after I did it, like, like all the all the bullshit didn't stop, all the fuckery, even though I wanted it to. Like, uh, just some of my. Bad habits, you know, like uh, gambling a little bit and this, and not a little bit. I'm just, am fucking minimizing that. I gamble some and, uh, you know, do some shit that I wasn't necessarily proud of, smoking cigarettes and, you uh, know, uh, telling her about this and she's seen the experience. I was, she was at my house that night and I was doing all these things, but I wasn't, I wasn't walking the walk. Okay, you know, I was still falling back into these old traps, but I just kept writing that shit down, man. I just kept going and going and going and. And and finally, uh, you know, uh, I, I, the part of that transition, I started learning about some stuff. So she 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 tried them with me, and um, th- that was on September 10th. Uh, September 11th, uh, we were in uh, L.A., um, Los Angeles. We booked a flight that like the next morning, and we got out there and we went to uh, try out some of the stuff. That was you know it's we'd been talking about for a while like the cryotherapy we were looking for a a new maybe a new career who the fuck knew what we were looking for you
0: didn't even know you just went to LA and said fuck it
1: yeah just kind of investigating what was uh going on we went to the cryo Healthcare, did cryotherapy uh that guy I'd been talking to him on the phone a little bit uh Dr.
0: Kuhn what was that like
1: like? cold cold
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure I get I guess
1: My girlfriend got out in front of all the people. We're downtown LA, right there. You know, like you know, there was there was an MMA fighter in there. I didn't recognize, but there were you could tell there were people of uh, whatever status in there, whatever. But uh, there was kind of this. It was kind of cool though. We were, uh, we had this all this clique that we we're about to step in this fucking ice box, and, uh, and you know everyone's kind of there. The MMA fighter's in his underwear. You know everyone else is all bundled up and shit. <laughs> but uh, so we did that my girlfriend had to get out she freaked out a little bit it was too cold oh. uh oh sorry hang out a second here um oh shit yeah. oh wait. you there yep still got gotcha. you okay. all right sorry man um yeah uh
0: so she can't get in it she's freezing so you go. So I love it. So I still. It's kind of a small walkabout, right? You just kind of say "fuck it" and take off on a walkabout to see what happens, you know. So you go to cryotherapy. Obviously, it's cold, and she can't hack it. How long did she stay in?
1: Oh, uh, probably about a minute.
0: <laughs> what was the temperature?
1: Uh, two negative two two fifty four, something like that. <laughs> what What was it? I can't remember. Yeah, something along those lines.
0: I, I was pretty it.
1: interested in it at the time, but. Uh,
0: Well, yeah, Joe talks a lot about that on the podcast um, on the Joe Rogan experience. He's always got uh, some kind of form of health angle going on. And cryotherapy is one of those forms that, you know, pro athletes Mm -hmm. use and high performance athletes and any regular person, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was interested in it, man. It caught caught my attention for sure. And the other thing that uh, he was talking about was uh, float tanks. Uh, So so we went and tried that uh, and. It was a pleasurable experience. I liked it. I liked it a lot enough to uh,
0: um,
1: make some decisions. Maybe uh, it, it, it was really inspiring. It, it was everything that those guys were talking about. You know, I, I listened to them guys, and and uh, it, up to this point, they hadn't let me. hadn't let me down. So, yes, yeah. So I, yeah, this is what happened. I. Uh, I loved it and um we made the decision to uh, to come back and and try to find find a way to start a a float tank um business.
0: Yeah, I was looking up the guy he's always talking about um let's see uh, flotation talk. Wanna, oh, crash. Yeah, crash. Yeah, that's the guy. I wanted to give him credit cuz that's that's who you're talking about you were listening to that was inspiring you, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, crash from from uh, Float Lab. Was he? Uh, he has him, and I thought he had another guy on. But essentially, that's who you were listening to at the time. That's the knowledge that you had from it, right? And you'd sought oh, a, yeah. thought sought some out yourself, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, then uh, here comes you know the, the the big twist in in my life, man. Is uh, I became the fucking Connor McGregor of, of <laughs> fucking float pods. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay. You're gonna have to explain what the Conan Conan McGregor of float labs mean.
1: Yeah, well I don't care about anything else except for floating. Uh what it does, what it can do, who's makes them, what the kind of materials they're using, where they're building them at, uh uh anything I can anything I can think of, uh different ways to um uh, to do this because this is this was part of uh this is an opportunity that i've that i have now because of the poor education and uh um, bad decisions um i always had this part of me that wanted to uh help people and i couldn't because i, I wasn't getting a a degree i wasn't i wasn't going to uh be a psychologist or anything like that um and, and i and i seen the opportunity and i'm trying to uh trying to seize it man
2: and
0: uh... No, I don't think you're trying to seize it. I think you are seizing it, man. I, I, that's exactly what you're doing. And I picked up something strong you said is, you know, you said because of all the fucking shit that you went through in your life is why you wanted to help people. And that's such a different narrative than a lot of people use when they say they've been through a lot in life. Right. <sighs> I've been through a lot in life, so I'm way fucked up. You know, you found the silver lining in, in what you've been through. Yeah, I mean it really moved you, man. I can see that it moved you, man, and doing what you did to to make that change in life, man. I mean, that that's huge and it looks and really what you did was I mean, right out of the book again. It's awesome. You chase competence from a little bit of interest. You had a little bit of interest, you chase competence, and what I say is through chasing competence, we create experiences. And in those experiences reveals passions. And all of a sudden here you are sitting in your float lab. What's the name of it? It's called
1: My Flow. M I, M I Flow.
0: Uh, M I, where'd that name come from?
1: Uh, the initials M I is Michigan Flow, uh, but uh, I love it. It's not, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I didn't. Man, I got all teared up here. I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna feel like that. Uh but uh, you know, there you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's well, that's the realization of where you really are, Kevin, is the, the, the truth, man, is you because of all the shit you've been through, you found the silver lining, fought against that anyway. And you chased it, man. You you did things that that people talk about they'll do one day when, you know, one day when the kid leaves and you did it with a beautiful little newborn. I mean, was she one, two almost three. She's three now. Yeah, it was three years old. So along the way of raising this beautiful little girl, you decide to make all of these changes in your life. You go to fight and you kick fucking ass. I mean, seriously. And so not you didn't just go try and get knocked out. You went and dropped two dudes, you know, and then you get out of that. You you open two successful businesses coming out of special education in high school. You just say buck all the odds. You give your fucking business away. Ten years of building a damn business, you give it away to someone you love along with a truck. And with all of those is comes return blessings, man. And you're sitting, cause of a, a a few experiences and you chase some competence with Joe's podcast. Man, you're not the first dude. Joe touched my life. He changed how I do how I did therapy, partly walking away from therapy, just like you. And, you know, I think he knows that. And he tries to give a lot of love to everybody that does, but he may not even really know how many it really does change and touch like that and man and now you're doing that and i think your story is as inspiring as joe's or anyone else's man that hell if not more inspiring i know than my than my own but to sit there and do that with your your little one you know i'm going the fuck off dude i'm going off because i get really enthusiastic and excited when against all odds man people just Buck the system, and 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 to them they don't try; they just do. And man, you're you're a fucking superhero, as I like to say, man.
1: Man, thank you. Uh, You know, it's um, it's this opportunity. This is an opportunity for myself to, uh, you know. uh, Uh, You you know, when you get a girlfriend and and like a real good girlfriend and at the beginning of it, you're going to you're going to go. You're going to try to avoid all the fucking traps, you know, Netflix and fucking all of a sudden you guys start eating out a lot and and doing all these things. You know, and and next thing you know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to see her three days a week, you know, and then you end up fucking it up. You know what I mean? You know, you end up spending all the days together and, and, you know, all the times where you should have kept your mouth shut and you didn't and all the times that you could have done important shit you didn't this is it man this is like this is the the cool this is the coolest opportunity that uh you know you know and that's the other thing man Is like all all this stuff that, that's going on you know I, I struggle I struggle with bills I made you know I made the uh you know, we're moving out of our house because the cul de sac that I live in was uh, above above my ways and means, and and, and quite frankly, it was uh, a little disgusting to me. You know, I got uh, all the all the houses are white. You know, as there's a cul de sac, everyone checks their mail at the same fucking time, and you know, I and I, and, I, and part of me, part of it was killing me, and then the other part is like I hear the conversations of. Uh, you know about uh, raising your kid, about raising your kid, and 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 I split up with uh with Gia's mom. You know that was uh maybe it had a lot to do with the fighting. You know, mm. uh, and then uh and I I thought I was failing then too, but uh, uh, because I wanted her to have what I didn't have, and and then it started making sense where you know what maybe and I started to realize my own story a little bit, and I'm just like. Uh, so, adver- d- adversity or whatever, you know, hard times maybe creates uh, real good people. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to put it like that, but
0: I, dude, uh, you said it. Um, back up. What'd you say just a second ago? It was uh, uh I wanted to stop you, man, but because uh, I like what you said. But you know that adversity. No, that's it. You started to recognize your own story. You, with with awareness comes change, is what I like to say. Oh yeah. You know, and you did. You started to become aware of what you had really done to date.
1: Yeah, well, the momentum. I took all that fucking shit to heart, man. I and, and I believe it. I, I honestly believe everything. Uh, 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 you know, all the information that I choose to take in is is semi good. And that's the other part, man. Like I said, I fuck. I fuck off, man. I, I might spend my money. I'm not perfect. I don't try to be perfect, but definitely a lot of shit I could do better but you know maybe maybe one of the biggest things about this whole story is uh, the guy that uh, used to dig my swimming pools uh, he dug my swimming pools for uh, eight years and that's really when my business started to change because he was so good at his job um, he I told him about this dream that I had and I didn't go into the uh, mushroom stuff I do I doubt he'd give a fuck anyway but uh, he's, he's he's who's funding uh, my float my float tanks, and he's float and he's funding. Um, you know, it's a loan, uh, obviously. And I watched this guy for the last eight years. Um, even even with the ignorance of uh, not really paying attention and stuff, I could see every year his truck would get a little better, and his tractor and he was a little bit better at his job. And uh, <laughs> excuse me.
0: So a guy that actually used to work for you is funding what you're doing here, partly with you.
1: No, he he owned his own uh, excavation equipment.
0: Mm. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha.
1: But you know, he I I, I work for him, you know, because he's got start- the machine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right, you subcontracted back and forth, but through that development or through that relationship, you guys, you know, I mean, dude, you got a successful track record, two businesses. <laughs> uh you build so investing in somebody like you is a smart investment i see
1: yeah i never uh i never let him down uh this year was actually the first time i'd ever been late while uh uh meeting him somewhere he thought i was dead <laughs> uh he's like fuck man you've never uh, i am never late because he's so valuable his time i know his time's valuable he has five kids um he's a farmer and is funny before i asked be- my girlfriend quit her job by the way about eight months ago.
0: So she quit her job and jumped on with you.
1: Yeah, we didn't have no money. We haven't had jobs. We haven't had jobs except for uh, doing building this float uh, float lab.
0: Let's talk about all land baby.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you know, and it's all because of this guy I told him what was going on and I gave him the facts. I gave him and uh, gave him the numbers. Uh, I told him what I would do. Um, I, I I truly believe that I'm not capable of making um, all of the correct decisions all the time. And, um, that as, is, is much as I want this to be mine, that I'm smart enough to, uh, Oh, so before I asked, before I mentioned this to him, I said, all right, honey, uh, this is it. When I ask him if I can convince a 39 year old farmer.
0: Wait, back from, on, you went, uh, you went radio silent there about 10 seconds ago, brother.
1: Oh, sorry, buddy. So I, I told my girlfriend, if I can, uh, Nine-year-old farmer with five kids from Mid Michigan to uh, invest in a float lab, and he even considers it. We're gonna go for it. I asked him; he was about ten percent interested up till this point. Where we open, and uh, we open in six days.
0: Oh man! And uh, you've been sending me pictures as you're building along the way. I, my next question was gonna be: How how far away are you? Six days.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm sitting in uh, one of the massage rooms right now um yesterday uh, yesterday so he uh, he did he, I, I own i own uh, he, he took interest in myself he took interest in me maybe even before i was it, completely committed myself you know uh well,
0: so how much of that was influential though and in motivating you or pushing you is that somebody um that you know had reached a certain stage that you respected believed in what you did
1: Almost all of it man because I've, I've. it's funny because we weren't friends we're not we, we weren't friends but we never we had never had lunch together uh, we never had dinner not, our f- kids never played together nothing um, but I knew I, I I knew about him he's he he he's known around uh, his his town for being a, a good business guy and he's a fucking bull bro <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, how long did it take you, man? So, from the start of giving away your business to six days from opening, how long has this been?
1: Uh, I uh, I took my first loan from him on uh, September 10th.
0: So September 10th, 2015, all the way up to now uh, in January. So, uh, shoot, man, that's only a few months. I mean, yeah. what? Yeah, that is beautiful. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So, uh. Yeah, I uh I saw it out and I tried to find uh I well immediately I seen something in the industry that uh was was surprising to me. Um if you look at the websites and and I have looked at all of them, you have uh, some real nice places and they have different types of pods, okay? Uh they have tanks and pods and uh pools and all kinds of floating um techniques if you want to call them that and got hey, these, you know,
0: uh Let me can I pause you real quick man? Mhm. Steve has shown up out at the door. Give me a second. Let me go let Steve in. I only all know right. if Roxy's barking. And then, will you please educate me on what floating is and all the science so I can be almost as smart as you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be right back, man. Hey, want you host the podcast till I get back? Would you? Yeah, all right. Yeah, hey, you, you got people on and all, so. Anytime.
1: Okay. All right. Uh. So yeah, Adam, I've I've been listening to uh listening to him uh. Shit. Sorry about that light, guys. Have um, a good time to get the fuck out of that light. Uh, what kind of fucking shit show my run in here? I don't really know what I'm doing. It's easy to talk about me because I, I know what, I'm, what I did. It was a true story. <laughs> it's an easy, uh, easy thing to talk about.
0: It's not true. Anything he said is not true.
1: Yeah, I said it wouldn't. It's funny. That's what I said. This is a true story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Hey. oh Man, I'm so glad when Steve shows up, everything feels warmer and nicer in the uh, in the cave. But so the float lab for everybody that doesn't listen, man, start us off in layman's terms, too, because um, feed me, too. You know, I, I I'd like to know what goes into it. You know, tell me what I need to know, man
1: absolutely so what you have is uh, essentially a, a technique or a technology actually of something that you know I don't think is a luxury at all I, I almost think it's a necessity I think it, it was funny a part of me wanted to keep it a secret uh, my first one of my very first thoughts was to get uh, one in my basement and. and and secretly use it to uh for all these good reasons right well uh so i um th- what what it is is it's a, a tool to help you learn about yourself and maybe learn about others and it's uh 10 inches of water filled with uh anywhere from 800 to a thousand pounds of uh pharmaceutical grade epsom salt which is uh something that you have to seek and and find Um uh, and that was part that was cool having jason as a as a partner is he has a forklift and semi trucks and and trucks so instead of paying people uh lots of money to unload them with fork trucks he can have them delivered to his farm and and take them off himself and and, and deliver them here when we need the
0: things was that that was the picture you sent me with the uh, big lab and the crate
1: yeah yep that was in his in his shop uh And so what what this is, the the pharmaceutical grade Epsom salt um, is rich in minerals and magnesium. uh, And magnesium runs uh, over 300, I think it's like 326 biochemical um, uh, functionings and purposes in your body. The most important is ATP. ATP is, uh, you know, essentially the energy that helps your heart beat of some sort and uh i guess what it does is it connects to some uh synap which is a gap it it connects those two um anyhow i don't i don't know too much about that shit but um it it does
0: learn more look up crash uh on joe rogan's uh podcast and crash will educate you on the science behind all of it um but uh go ahead
1: brother yeah absolutely he's building he's building the the um the best tank available i'm sure um
0: and because that's what i I was gonna ask you there's all these kinds of different models and shapes and stuff right like take me down like you know what's that all about
1: so um what it is it's it's uh these people are coming up with different um forms or, or shapes um and the 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 main purpose behind it is to come up with nothing you know, and that's what uh, at the float conference they have a sec, uh, a, a seminar, the art um, of selling nothing. You know, the the main goal is nothingness, and and how do you reach that? And it's everybody, and it's the individual's preference. Um, and it, essentially, it doesn't matter. And you could be a float snob, I guess, um, or mm-hmm. something along those lines. But
0: did we invent a new term, man? Are we going to have float snobs now?
1: Oh, I'm sure there already are, man
0: so for those of you just to catch up on that are listening the isolation tanks are um if you i always kind of picture them like a tanning bed like an oversized tanning bed and a giant cylinder like a giant ball
1: right well you don't want to use the you, we don't want to use the word isolation tanks anymore okay because uh for more mainstream you want uh just in the in in the months that i've been interested it went from you know uh Sensory deprivation tank to isolation chamber to uh, um, a float pod to now they're calling it rest restricted or restricted environmental stimulation technology or techniques. uh, Okay,
0: Okay. so uh, the the language is changing a lot. So I'm okay if I just call it resting or um, no longer sensory deprivation, but floating or resting
1: right but I I, I, I truly believe uh, my experience of was completely sensory sensor sensory, sensory deprivated um, I think that's where the you know maybe the more adventurous will um, benefit from as long as well as like uh, maybe somebody that might just fall into that uh, you know into them but uh, the goal of uh, starting the business and doing this is for people of any nature is you know, maybe uh, pregnant girls need relief from from the extra weight that they're carrying around or you know, there's to help mitigate uh, osteoporosis or um, You know the magnesium deficiencies and which seems to be the majority of everyone from from what I'm reading um, obviously I didn't know any of this until the last few months, but uh, um, Yeah, so we're trying to make it more mainstream, uh, the, the muscle recovery uh, um, aspects of it. It definitely, definitely uh, speeds up the recovery of muscles, um, you know, same, same thing is it feeds those, you know, those satellite proteins that everybody needs to make the muscle and, and to repair the muscle.
0: So there, there's all kinds of positive effects, both. I mean, obviously, it, it's kind of like a meditation, right? I'm trying to give it a picture in people's heads that are listening to the podcast. Mm, yeah. The uh, picture like this little spaceship pod. But what it's really is this no light, no sound. You can't hear anything, can't see anything. And you become weightless because this pod that you're um, inside of fills up with water. Would you say 10 inches?
1: Yeah, right around there.
0: Mm, so our body absorbs all those minerals, and the idea is to find that meditation zone or something like that, right?
1: Right. So with being completely buoyant, your body then doesn't have to worry about falling over if you were sitting up or if you were laying in a hammock where maybe your ass will fall asleep. Um, you know, so you completely, your body doesn't have to think about gravity. Um, the water is at a constant 93.5 degrees, which then your body doesn't have to worry about warming or cooling itself. Then you don't have to. Your ears are partially underwater, or uh, well, your whole ears underwater, so you can't hear anything except for uh, your breath. Um, it's completely black, uh, so you don't have to uh, take in any uh, senses. You know, you don't have to you can't have to. You don't have to process anything that you're seeing. So what you're left with basically is like um, uh, uh, raw data. I guess is one of the words I heard you're left with you're left with yourself and um it's pretty cool because um that's what one of the things like right off the bat that it showed me is um that there there this is this might be a a really good way to help people out instantly while I was in there I'm like oh man I feel so much better I wonder if I could you know you can put the rest to it
0: yeah I mean so that drive to help people that that push forward has brought you to doing this man which i think is great there's just tons of research out on the on these tanks that is wonderful so if people want to go you know further into it but you know some people you know they get scared right i mean they got to be nervous to be you know locked down and, and be alone because let's, let's face it some people are scared to be alone with themselves
1: yeah i think uh, maybe maybe it'd be good for some people to spend some you know uh, if you can't spend an hour alone with yourself who, uh, who else is going to want to spend an hour alone with you
0: Uh, i like and now how long typically are they uh do they experience a float
1: well at my float we have a 30 minute lunch special which is uh kind of an in and out thing that that would offer relief
0: does that come with pork fried rice and general's chicken
1: yeah most of the time uh
0: (laughs) i love it man so it's kind of i love it man i interrupted you i couldn't help it no no it's okay poorly placed joke man but so when they walk in walk me through your experience man
1: no yeah no that's great uh yes yeah, so, so then uh, there's a 60 minute float that is uh you know uh, beneficial for that's that's enough time in there and then there's a 90 minute 90 minute floats that are um maybe i i've been reading that that's where you know you really kind of start to the turning point of really uh exploring what's what's uh going on inside your brain I think Uh, I can't wait to like uh, you know I've only floated a few times there um, and uh, so I'm really excited to see what what it's going to do like really what it's going to do
0: for for the mass of people that are going to show up in six days and flood your school
1: Yeah. Hey, man, we're already, we're already booking people. It's kind of cool. Uh, right here, I'm in between uh, a, a giant chemical company, so it's full of chemists. And the problem that, again, the problem that Northern Michigan has is that we have this gigantic chemical company here, and they, they struggle to bring the smartest uh, chemist to here because why would they come here? So our, our city is constantly trying to accommodate and build amenities. They just put a, a gigantic uh, country club in. They have this gigantic work uh workout facility um, and I'm guessing somehow I'm not sure but uh, uh the triple the Los Angeles Dodgers AAA baseball team is uh two blocks from here.
0: Oh man, good placement right yeah. right and who shit see who needs college or any of that man you know all you need yeah. are special education classes and the next thing you know you're a three-time business yeah,
1: business yeah.
0: and not only do that but whoop the mass in the octagon too or in the ring or the cage or whatever the hell you're supposed to call it
1: yeah i laugh a lot a lot man almost almost every day i'm like i cannot believe I, i'm the one that fucking thought of bringing it here like it's like all them times, like, oh man, I wish I'd have thought of that. I wish I'd have thought of the fucking Q-tip, you know, whatever it is. That's that's how that's how I feel, and you know, I don't know what it's going to turn out. Uh, mainly, I want to get uh, my my investors' money back, um, but uh, you know, at this point, uh, I'm fully committed. Uh, so uh, we're a little bit homeless in six days as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, a lot of money to pay back and, and, you know, we're, we're homeless just because we haven't found a smaller place. But,
0: uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man, but I, you know, for any, anybody out there, you're such an inspiration, Kevin, man. So, I mean, what, what's most people's one response of why they don't start a business? They say, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. And you went and found the money. You already had made some yourself, but you give it away. I mean, you gave your whole income away and then to go have to ask for somebody for it. And everyone says, what? Take your time, save some money, start a little business along the way. You said, fuck that, burn it all, take it all. Matter of fact, here, you have it because you're a cool person. I'm going to go do this shit. And then what? From September 15th to now, in, four, in three months, four months, here you are six days, my brother, from a grand opening, man. Dude, you're, dude that's, that's killer, man.
1: It's, 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 uh, you know, i always wondered, I, I think I can probably close it up with this. I'm not sure about how, how I'm sounding, but, you know, that, that feeling in my stomach is, is going away, so it may, might mean I need to shut up, but, uh, you know.
0: You got th- uh, you got three hours. We ain't got to do shit, man. We're just hanging out with you. I, no, I just repeat it because I sit here and still you, you, you say some humble shit. Still, it drops out like, well, I can't believe I'm the guy that thought of this shit. And and along the way, you're the same guy, like I said. So I, I repeat it because, I mean, it's an unsung hero, man. And I, I, I you know, how many people are, are going to listen to this or have worked for you or know you that may go do the same thing?
1: No, but uh, for, for me, it was I, I, I remember being uh, almost uh, jealous of why. Why are these people? uh why are these people getting on the podcast? Why are these people being retweeted? Why are these things being done? Um, You know, meanwhile, I'm still being an asshole or meanwhile, I'm still ignoring uh, things that I have that I need to take care of. You know, like I was wondering why all these people were getting to do cool shit. Meanwhile, I'm fucking off and not, not being uh, responsible or just, you know, not, you know, not being truthful, not building momentum, not making good decisions. And, I mean, it's very clear that, you know, you can only bullshit yourself. You know, you can only bullshit your way so far. And and I was pretty good at at doing that. But, you know, this is the the time that I'm going to take. And I'm not going to have to have my mom wire me money to get out of this trip. I'm not going to have to have her come get me from this trip. Uh, I love it. Uh, I understand that I really might touch people with floating. I do I, I believe that could happen and I, and I'm not sure about it and I'll learn more about it uh but I I'm led to believe that you know Aubrey Marcus and this Dr Feinstein Fien- and uh Joe Rogan and crash there's no reason for me to to doubt uh that they're they're making good business choices obviously um I would say maybe uh, Joe Rogan's one of the best at what he does um, inside uh, or out, you know, commentating, podcasting. Oh. Aubrey Marcus is on it. Uh, product line is fucking insane. I, I don't even know if there's any other way to say that.
0: Yeah, you sell on it out of the float lab, right?
1: Well, I'm I'm going to. Yup, I uh, I just got my first uh, shipment in. Uh, I went to fall in on that as well. And I believe in it, man. I really, I, I honestly believe that this is, uh, um, this is the way. And I don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to be a secret much longer. And it's so like that, that feeling comes back where I'm like, I can't believe that I fucking, that I'm the one that's doing it. It's, it that's hard to believe, but mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. It's cool, man.
0: What would you tell that person? That's where you're at. Or that—that's where you were at. I don't know, uh, say August 2015, or maybe even a little earlier, just before you make the choice. You know, what would you tell that person who may be on the fence about that?
1: Yeah, you, uh, uh, you better start to uh, take a look at yourself. Take a look at your mode. Take a look at yourself. Let's see where. Let's see. See what's inside of you. See if you can once that once that door closes an octagon you know are you gonna fucking jump out of it are you gonna climb out are you gonna stay in there you know are you gonna tap or, you know whatever it might be uh you gotta take a look right deep down and, and and you gotta be able to call yourself a pussy you gotta be a wussy you gotta be able to 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 see that uh the decisions you're making are affecting affecting your life so uh if you're not in a good spot chances are you're making pretty fucking bad choices probably that was my experience i was wondering why and i had this inside me the whole time man ever since i was i was young but i always thought this too that um i'm good at everything all right naturally five i'm only five foot two man uh i'm five foot two i'm playing basketball i play high school basketball but uh i I never practiced i hit you know 300 in high school playing baseball never practiced
0: i ran 2-0 in mma 2-0
1: in mma i trained for 28 days that's all the mma training i have ever had is 28 days
0: and you go in the ring twice, come out two, and then. you were shredded though, dude. Like I said, you weren't even walking in there like some guy who was trying it.
1: Yeah, I think that comes back to uh, the breakup. Gia's mom shredded some pounds, and look what you look look what you're missing out on. <laughs> uh,
0: so she left you, and so even so, when you left her, you guys dissolved the relationship. However it ends, when the relationship ends, you say, you know what, I'm this. A- that is that what you think sparked that uh, that push?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I wanted to be healthy. I had, I did it Just have Gio. She was, uh, uh, we were going to start going to gymnastics. I knew that was coming up. Uh, her mom plans things out about uh, a year ahead of time for everything. <laughs> so you could see how well we got along.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I'm interrupt you. go ahead, man.
1: Yeah. So we were going to start going to gymnastics and stuff like that. And I didn't, I wanted Gio's dad to be, uh, i wanted i wanted him to be badass that's it that's pretty selfish but i I wanted you know my dad can beat up your dad
0: (laughs) and and you know even little g is inspirational man you you know what you should do i know you're talking about doing a podcast or something man but uh if you do that or on youtube or facebook man keep telling us the story of g every time you send me a little lightsaber or something like that (laughs) yeah
1: yeah uh uh, what was your hashtag? Uh, uh, swing the sword.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Swinging the sword. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We we we, we were taking everything. Oh, say that.
0: Yeah. We were talking about swinging the sword for other people and mm-hmm. hold, holding the sword for other people. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's what, uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to, in, in the most friendly, kind, safe environment, uh, um, have a good relationship with her mom first and foremost so that she she knows that you can love uh, You know you can love uh, unconditionally. I guess if that's how you want to put it. I, I don't believe a whole lot in that uh, But you know, I do think that uh, a little adversity in a safe way maybe you know she's uh, She can learn some stuff from Not living in that cul-de-sac, you know not not watching these kids drive their motor scooters around you know, I used to, I never had that shit, you know, I didn't, I never even had toys, never. You ask my mom, we didn't, I didn't have toys, I, we had this, Uh, when I was growing up, we had this stream that ran out back through our house, and we had vines, you know, like you see Tarzan swinging, on, and you, you can fucking swing from one to the other, all the way, we have forts all the, all through the, through this thing, so that's the kind of shit I did when I was younger.
0: Oh man, yeah, I did my share. I, I grew up fishing and uh, and kind of out in the woods, gr- climbing trees and building forts up in the big oak trees and stuff, man. But so e- even further, your story goes on to the superhero story, man. As you're you're raised on Seven Mile, which is one mile less than Eight Mile, and mm. you're coming up working hard, you you put through, dude. I'm telling you, man. Uh, you, you got to keep sharing your story of the of, um, of uh of is it's me float right? My float. My float. It's, but you're spelling it mi, correct?
1: Yeah, am I like that? Those uh, Michigan.
0: Yeah, right. Like Michigan. Yeah. Uh, so on. I mean, you should keep everybody updated on the social media what you're doing. You know, you're six days from opening, and yeah. you'll come back on and update us again too, right? On on how everything's going.
1: Absolutely, man. And if anyone calls here asking for me, float they get fucked with so bad. So because we got the business fund, they just blow it up. as uh, what what do you call it? What businesses? Because they're calling. Uh, this is a business. What business? Me float, me float, you float. Yeah, just I fuck with them bad, bro. It's so funny.
0: I'm gonna just call up once a month just to fuck with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, hey man, I appreciate this shit. Uh you know, I didn't I didn't know what was gonna come out. Part of me was like, uh, gonna be selfish about it. I'm starting up this business. I don't want people to know some fucking personal stuff and uh, you know, the truth is, you know I uh, I, I had to, I, I guess I didn't know where it was going to go because I, you know, how many times I did this podcast before six thirty today.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. A lot in my head. Fucking a million times. And I didn't say one fucking thing that I thought about telling you.
0: <laughs> well, anything you want to talk about and say right now, you want to get out? We can chat. I got nowhere to be, man.
1: Yeah. My phone's about to die. My partner's here. We got six days to open. You got to go. Uh, I do gotta go. I got uh some late nights. My girlfriend's still here. Uh we've been we've been grinding, man. It's and it is a grind. So anybody uh looking to do anything in their life shit, you know, I don't have any uh real inspiration, but uh this is the the first chance I've ever had to be fully committed to Oh, that was my curse. Remember I was so good at everything all the time. That I never had to fucking try. And uh I, I don't know how good I am at this. So, I'm going to have to try. That's some scary shit, bro. Oh,
0: man. I, yeah. I I think that's a good piece of advice at the end, man. You may be scared of some shit, but you're going to have to try.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I I look forward to it, man. I, and I and I, I encourage all the uh, all the shit that comes my way. I'll close with this. Yesterday, the sewer backed up. The plumber didn't show up. Uh the you know that picture I sent you of the big glass? Yeah, one yeah. of those one of those broke um oh
0: my god the storefront glass
1: yeah one of those broke and uh oh the roof was leaking in our pod room and we just insulated two days ago so we got all the insulation wet all this happened yesterday and all of it was being fixed today on the day that you invited me to the podcast in the middle of the day <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's, it's it's pretty nice that we actually even got to do this
0: you know, I thank you, man. Thanks for taking the time out of, uh, you know, honestly about to change a lot of people's lives, man.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I hope so. I'm glad I just told the truth and, you know, and, and did it that way instead of trying to. I, I don't know if you ever watched that one Periscope I did. I was trying to talk about some shit that I didn't fucking know. It was all awkward. No one wanted to listen. And I'm glad I just got I got that off my chest. And, and you know, it wasn't it. I, I already feel uh, I already feel better about it. And. You know, I appreciate all the shit you do, Adam, and that shit's cool. Uh, nah, you know,
0: man. go ahead. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting.
1: No, no, I'm rambling too. But you know, it's a lot of the stuff uh, that you talk about is 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 um. Uh, a real mainstream problem and it was funny how everything kind of coincided with uh you and i talking and then the uh, bigger stronger faster guys and uh you know like all that and then like uh the oh damn i forgot to mention this so the day i can't somewhere in that uh the first trip i listened to that uh um guy going out to the uh congo and at the water and the it was
0: what's his name again
1: uh Justin Wren.
0: Justin Wren, yeah. He was going out to the Congo for um
1: Yeah, to help these guys get uh uh fresh water to drink because five thousand kids die every single day due to waterborne illnesses and and
0: He's out there digging wells, right?
1: Yeah, and it's hard for us to even get into that. But what it did what the mushrooms did tell me and like kinda show me it was like I have all these people that are constantly with buyer's remorse and fucking spending their hard-earned money on swimming pools. And guess what I got to do after I put the pool up? Put 15,000 gallons of drinking water in it, minimum. And then bigger ones, the bigger they go, the more... The, the sicker it was making me feel like I'm dumping these, you know, some, some posts take 27,000 gallons of drinking water that you could bottle and sell for two bucks a bottle. And I heard that like literally within like 72 hours of that trip. And I, and that was a huge part of it.
0: Holy yeah. I read that, man. I, I went back over the tweet that you sent me. Um, that being part of the reason you walked away. It was that water shortage, you know? And I mean, that's so admirable, man. I, I mean, to, man do you uh i guess you said a couple of shitty things you did before but um i mean that was part of it though is that you know fifteen thousand gallons of water a pool man how many pools a week were you doing
1: uh i, I put up about 100 i i fill up about 150 swimming pools a summer
0: Holy shit, that's so much water, man.
1: Minimum, the minimum is a 14,000-gallon swimming pool, 15,000 gallons. So some of the big ones, like twenty seven, thirty thousand 30,000 gallons times 150 just in my little city.
0: Oh, my God, and that's all across the country. I can't imagine how much water. I mean, what Joe was talking the other day about uh, the water intake in California and how humans are about 5% of it and golf courses were 2% of it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder what um, the fucking pools are.
1: Hey, one of the one of my flights in and out uh, of the state, um, I, I was sitting next to this guy, and he and he asked me what I did, and I told him, and he goes, "Yeah." He's like, "There's a joke in my family. Like every time uh, uh, we meet someone from Michigan, they always go oh, that that's the state of swimming pools.' Because when you fly over Michigan, you look down, it's like fucking, you know, and it's so, so funny. We have all this water, yet yeah, everyone will do anything they can in order to get this water hole in their backyard."
0: that's what i thought florida was a king man because a ton of pools around here but it's just a thing to do
1: it's something i don't know what the fuck it is
0: (laughs) i don't know what the fuck it is i was looking up i was actually trying to look up how many uh uh some facts but it all seems to be going back to california and how much uh water waste in california sure sure um i was trying to see how many throughout the whole how much throughout the whole country man uh, per year or whatever has gone, but I don't want I don't feel like Googling first. We'll look it up. If you want to know Google it, comment somebody on it. If you look up how many gallons a year you fill up pools with but I mean, that's, that's admirable. That's a real reason to walk away, man. Again, you just add a, a beautiful story, man. Is, is, um, anything else you, you want to make sure you get on here, brother?
1: I, you know, I always hear, uh, Joe Rogan start, you know, when he's talking about people and, uh, it's funny, he'll talk about um, some of the things I struggled with my whole life. He'll talk about how, how beautiful another man is, how, how nice this person is, how how much he cares about him, and how much, you know, and he, he tells these people that uh, when he introduces them, you know, I, I'm not sure how you guys do it when you introduce somebody, but he'll, you know, he'll tell, like, uh, whoever it might be, like how great they are and how good they are, uh, you know, just to let you guys know, um, you and, you know, I only listened to the, I've never even listened to another, a punch drunk I listened to one time but uh, I've only listened to his podcast and I always wanted for some reason I always wanted him to know you know other other people feel that way about him you know because you, you never hear those guys say it back too often I'm sure they do that's why they're best friends but uh, you know I, I would I'm glad that he whatever it is he's doing I'm not sure he obviously isn't doing it for fuck stupid reasons or anything like that or any fucked up or trying to get brownie points or save people's lives. I don't think he just does it because I think he's an interesting guy, but I think he should know that, especially people like you and you've got to tell him and he's seen your progression. And, uh, I, you know, I would like to let you guys know and, and all the people that, uh, I've contacted my whole life that's had some kind of a negative or positive experience from me that, you know, uh, things will, things things will change, I think, uh, you know, maybe, there'll be more negative, fucking, interactions, because, you know, I, I'm human, but, you know, I'm just trying to fucking go with the flow, dude, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool, it's, it's a lifestyle change, and it's, I don't know, I try to get all my shit wrapped up, so I can consolidate, like, so I don't have so much to worry about, that I can just really focus on, but, You know, like last year, you know, I never missed a football game. I don't, I swear to God, I didn't find out until yesterday at six o'clock who won the Patriots Broncos game.
0: I think we found out at the same time, man. Yeah,
1: I just didn't
0: know. It's sometimes, you know, it's no shot on football, man, because it has its real spark. You know, it's a, I love it, you know, but there's things that when you're doing what you're doing in life, you don't have time to keep up with anymore. And optimizing your life like you did required your full attention. You know, and, and that's essentially what happens sometimes, you know, we only got so much room up there. We got to cut out what's there uh, and, and keep what's important, man. And, you know, for me, um, I, I try not to talk about it too much, but, you know, I told him, you know, Joe enough that that day, you know, what he had done for me. But for him just to take that chance to have a guy he, you know, met on the podcast, I thought was awesome. And so for me, that's what I try to keep paying forward. And maybe one day uh, I'll have a, a tenth or a hundredth of his viewers and it would mean a lot more to other people. But for me, it's kind of like I want to give everybody else that same opportunity, you know, that that he gave little old fucking me. But, you know, we're all, I think, inspiring in our own way, in our own fashion and with our own story. And you, Kevin, are are that. And, you know, I've said it enough on the podcast and I would continue to say it again, just like I gave you the two or three minute intro Um, I think you're, you're an unsung hero out here, man. And I think a lot of people are going to be in your corner cheering for you for this opening day and what you're doing and your story, man, is, is inspirational. And, you know, each new choice you've been making, you've totally written a new narrative to what your life was supposed to be and turn it into what you wanted it to be, man. And that's inspiring in itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to start getting, getting used to, uh, receiving compliments. Uh, it, it, that's kind of, fo- it's a foreign, it's a foreign thing to me, man. You know, it's not, to, it's never been a real huge part of my life. Uh, and I, and I've heard it a lot lately from a lot of people, you know, good job. And this is really cool. And, you know, and, uh, you know, it's important for us. I mean, I meet a lot of people that, uh, you know might listen to the podcast or learn some shit from there but when you talk to them they don't really want to let you know that's where they heard it from mm. you know what i'm talking about like
0: yeah. so kind of yeah. hordes of information
1: yeah or something or they don't want to get or they want to outsmart you or something but you're like motherfucker i know what you're doing <laughs> i listened to that podcast too <laughs> you know
0: it sounds like you know what we're, we've all talked about in the beginning of my life change and your life change and a lot of people that i've had on that have you know had a dramatic life changes there's this humbling that happens and there's this this serious questioning of self is that we stop questioning the world and the hand that we're given and i don't want to say the cliche we play the we play the hand we're dealt but we really dive in and question ourselves i think you know you may talk about looking at somebody else going oh, i heard that podcast et cetera. but we started that i think with ourselves and those that begin to wake up i think they start by going, you know what? I'm full of shit at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it, man. Stop being full of shit, motherfuckers. Hey, my phone's <laughs> my phone's gonna die, Adam. It's at like two okay, percent. But get,
0: uh, get back at it, man. Again, thanks for coming on. Give out your Twitter <laughs> handle or uh, anywhere somebody can find your website for um, for um, my float or anything else.
1: www dot my flow, midland.com m-i-f-l-o-a-t midland at uh, flow midland.com. yeah www.myflowmidland.com
0: my yeah, myflowmidland.com everybody go check that out and uh six days you know just keep in mind man no matter what happens six days from now, six months or six years from now with that business, understand, man, it's not about the outcome of that day. The cash, <sighs> I just don't determine it, my brother. It's the journey you're on and you inspire me with each day. You keep swinging at it, man. So thank you for, you know, living that rampage and being inspiring, man. And, you know, you, you've already done that. There's nothing to be accomplished by you, brother. You've already done that, man. Just remember that shit.
1: Thank you. If uh, my flow isn't open in a year, you can find me in Mexico peace out guys thanks
0: hey man love you man later
1: yeah i love you too buddy
0: Bye. i really enjoyed talking to kevin i probably could have kept talking for a while he's such a humble guy and so kind and perhaps that's you know what's pushing him perhaps that's his fuel you know he seems uh very selfless at times you know giving away businesses and uh, trying to look out for other people but Uh, he's very inspiring. So Kevin, thanks again for coming on, man. And for those of you out there on a grind or not sure, you know, whether to take the chance and open up that business or do something that you've been dreaming about doing or trying even, I think Kevin's an inspiration for all of you out there and even myself to keep pushing uh, and doing what I'm doing. So use it. I don't know. Use it for how you want to, but take the chance. I urge you to just go. Go. Don't wait until don't wait until let's see after this and maybe these times, but just take that shot. You know there's a balance, I think between safe and risking it all, but <clears throat> I don't know sometimes you gotta go all in, and I think Kevin's a great example of sometimes you just gotta go all in, but uh I hope you're taking care of you. Uh, I'll see you soon.
2: grew up being told that they would be dead in the penitentiaries by the time they were grown. And then you wonder why they got depression, self-esteem, anxiety issues, you know? After so long, you start to believe it. I recall everything I was told. Boy, you never lived to be 18 years old. Dead or incarcerated just like those people who wander down similar roads. Leaving out the house, you say, please don't go. Granny, why you stay trying to save my soul? If death is my destiny, like you had said to me, let me get busy before he gets the best of me. Don't you know bullets don't have no brain, and a lot of youngers don't have no aim. Living a dying, somebody please explain Go understand, because I'm going insane I'm strapped up cause he Shy stick a shit. Meanwhile, dude who teach chemistry Is in his office with a kid Do a shit I get expelled for Which makes me wonder why people go to jail and if I did die young, so uh Nobody expected me to ever grow up uh, Grandma lectured me, you better grow up uh, But there was no telling me I wasn't grown up uh, Even if I did die young, so uh Nobody expected me to ever grow I give in injustice, y'all. That slide, but you're so quick to point out mine. That's what made me draw that line. Blinded by my own design. I'm doing fine. No, I'm not. I'm doing bad, but I'm so afraid to talk. Y'all got shit going on. I don't wanna bother y'all. Pause cut from a different cloth. Never be the man he was. Though so I turned out to be a genius And I ain't returned like, eat my peanuts. Let our bank statements be the difference between us If I seem distant, bitch, I'm 30-something I was supposed to bend up in a murder victim. My grandpa prayed till his knees gave way If he can't save me, God, please save Jason The way I went in, that's the only explanation I know some bad dudes, enough to know I ain't but if I did die young, so, uh Nobody expected me to ever grow up Grandmama lectured me, you better grow up no telling me I wasn't grown up uh. Even if I did die young So uh, nobody expected me To ever grow up uh. Grandma, lectured me, you be, you better grow up uh. But there was no telling me I wasn't grown up uh confused and you can hear it in my rhetoric in retrospect i never should have made it back i wrote my signature and never got a letter back my friend chris got killed for a cadillac my man mike died for a powder pack so understand why i could think that i was next under attack guns and crack or the motherfucking police shoot us in the back and uh, they think it only happens to black and refuse to believe it almost happens to stack stabbed in the back blood beating A heart, feel a crack, soldiered up, fought through that. Injuries, a lot of players don't walk off. I walked off. I ain't the type to walk off, give me family, you supposed to love me when I'm wrong, be a man and represent me when I'm gone, Stones in the foundation get looked over, but without them the whole damn house fall over, this is for the rocks that exist beneath me, the block which gave me a pass to beat me, BB's a baby bullets, babies are in training, my people were banging before they called it banging, just chilling, hanging, words exchanged, one thing led to another, all I heard was... Even if I did die young, so uh, nobody expected me to ever grow up. Uh. Grandma lectured me, you better grow up. Uh. But there was no telling me I wasn't grown up. Uh. Even if I did die young, so uh, nobody expected me to ever grow up. Uh. Grandma lectured me, you better grow up. Uh. But there was no telling me I wasn't grown up. Uh.
0: yeah man that's haystack i've been listening to him for a long time since i was a kid so thank you haystack for all you've done for me too Uh, a lot of your lyrics man kind of raised me and got me through a lot of tough times in my life so i play that song sometimes i play a song at the end of the podcast that i don't know makes me think of the guest that i just had on maybe i'm maybe i'm dedicating that song to you kevin maybe that's what i do brother i don't know man but um Thanks again, but uh, look up Haystack. That's Haystack's song, So What. Look up all his stuff. I've been listening to him for a long, long time, but um, got love for you, Stack. Always backing you, man. Again, thanks for listening to Cognitive Rampage. Hope you're taking care of you.